blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we're pitting two perennial powerhouses to see who will pass our probe of perplexing puzzles. Our first contestant, he's not afraid to speak his mind. He's direct, he lacks all forms of subtlety, and is uncompromisingly forthright because he always puts things bluntly. It's Liam Huntley. Hey, Liam, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome back Good to the show. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> please, uh, please tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I'm uh, a mental health therapist here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, so maybe you're not all that blunt. You probably ease people yeah. into things. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Pretty <laughs> that's much that's about it. <laughs> well, how exciting is that? All yeah. right. <laughs> Your opponent for today. He has a belly full of jelly. That might be why he's so smelly. I heard he went to New Delhi just to sit around and watch the telly. And his biggest idol is Machiavelli. It's Steve Marinelli. <laughs> hey, Steve. Welcome to the show. Do you welcome all your guests with a belly full of jelly? Or is that just... Just for you, because it happened to rhyme with your last name a little bit. So uh, Good. Good. Well, uh, well welcome to the show. This is your first time on. Uh, please introduce yourself. So, I'm uh, Steve Marinelli. I am a teacher. I don't want to say what subject because I'm not like an expert and I don't want to be, uh, when I miss all those questions, I don't want to be thought of as a bad teacher. So, I'll just say a teacher at a high school. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much well, it. I, you're either an English teacher or a like social studies teacher uh, because those are, the, I think, the only two categories of ours that kind of fit in, unless you're a fashion teacher at high school. We'll like keep the mystery alive. That's all I'm okay. going to say. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there is no mystery to our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that everybody knows the rules to our little show, I want to get to know Liam and Steve just a little bit better. And uh, the reason I was a little bit late starting this was because I was playing uh, Modern Warfare and and the game was just taking too long. Uh, And so I'm in the video game mood, I guess. So I want to know, what is your favorite video game from the 90s? I believe it came out in the 90s. I could be wrong, but the original Diablo. Pretty sure that was a 90s game. Hmm. I probably replayed it four or five times. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. 
favorite video game from the 90s. So I'm thinking early 90s, and I'm going to have to say I played a lot of Super Mario 3, but I'm pretty sure that would have came out in the late 80s. So the 90s game I played a bunch was Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. I mean, both fantastic, amazing franchises. Uh, Diablo still puts out some awesome games, uh, and Sonic is an icon. uh, Put out a a movie. And he would two pretty good movies, actually. (laughs) I played both of them sparingly because we didn't we did I think I had a little bit of Diablo on the PC we didn't have a Sega so I I couldn't really play Sonic unless it was at other people's friends between those two though I, I'm gonna probably have to go Diablo it's just slightly cooler game it's a, it's a it's a cooler game I mean you just run around getting rings it's not that awesome yep. <laughs> For Sonic, you so. gotta dodge fire man and you can't touch water or you'll die yeah uh, but sure. <laughs> All right, Diablo takes the win, and that means, Liam, you get to pick first. What okay. is the category you want to start off in? So, considering that my last time on the show, I lost on a movies question. Thanks, John. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with movies. And we will start off in the 70s. The French Connection won the 1971 Best Picture Oscar. And which actor in this movie won the Academy Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role? I've never seen it, but it was, uh, I do believe, Gene Hackman. Hackman is the right answer. All right, Steve, on to you. Let's try some food. Okay. Oh, maybe you're a culinary teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Uh, Your decade is the 2000s. All right. A porridge made from boiled cornmeal became the official state-prepared meal of Georgia in 2002 and is better known by this name. State porridge. Oh, cornmeal. I do not dabble. I should have said I'm from Connecticut. I do not dabble in the southern cuisine very often, but I'm going to take an educated guess and say grits. It is grits. Thank God. And I used to not dabble in grits myself for a while, but honestly, I've gotten into them lately, and damn, they're good. <laughs> good grits are good. So, all right, uh, Liam, that means we're back to you. Uh, let's go with music. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. All I can say is that my life is pretty plain is the opening line to which 1994 Blind Melon Billboard number 20 hit. Oh, boy. It's the one with the big girl, right? Mmm. I can picture the video. I cannot pull it. I got nothing. Okay. Steve, do you know the name of the song? I feel like this is one of those where, like, the name of the song isn't in the chorus, and I'm trying to like hum it along. Now that I have, like, you can't steal it from me. All I can say is that my life is pretty plain. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, it's like it's got like knowing the title, uh, but I don't know. Uh, no rain. I don't know. No uh, rain is correct. Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Like that was Jonathan. I pulled that yeah. out of somewhere <laughs> deep. It was there because. Yep. Is no rain ever said in the song? I got yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally the next line after you were singing. Oh. All I could say that my life is pretty plain. 
I like my point of view, and there's no rain. Oh, no, like that's, that. not, that's so not the word. That's not editor. the lyrics. He d- he does say the word no rain, but it's in the verse, not in the right. chorus. Like, and I'm so bad with lyrics that like I never even heard the no rain, but I just yeah. like it's like a mind thing, like no rain, blind melon, or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, Steve gets the steal. And what category would you like? Let's go with some sports. Yeah, sports. So manly. Sports ball. <laughs> Gym teacher. <laughs> Gym teacher, yeah, exactly. No, uh, I can tell. Your decade is the 50s. <laughs> okay. On April 15th, 1952, Pete and Jerry Cusimano, uh, brothers and Red Wings fans, hurled what animal onto the ice of Olympia Stadium? Oh, are they the, are they the ones that throw the octopus? Let's go octopus. Octopus is correct. All right. Yep. They created that uh, that whole thing, and now that's the whole thing for they won the uh, the Red Wings, swept the Maple Leafs and Canadians in route to winning the championship that year, uh, and created a weird but storied tradition in Detroit. The minor league team should toss fried calamari onto the ice. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't waste fried calamari. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right it's right. too good. You're right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, getting some more points. Liam, we are back to you, sir. Uh, let's just finish it up. TV. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. In the 1997 Simpsons episode, The Principal and the Pauper, who was revealed to have been an imposter this whole time, assuming the identity of the real character? Uh, it's known as one of the worst episodes in Simpsons history. I stopped watching The Simpsons by then. Um but I think in reading stuff over the years, I think that was Principal Skinner. Principal Skinner is correct. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a whole weird storyline. And then they just kind of like eh, nixed it, basically. <laughs> and no one even cares anymore. Not that in, it was, my, in my head, it was a fever dream and it never happened. Yeah, exactly. It was I was going to say Schoolyard Willie. I thought that maybe like a weird Irish guy took over. Oh, you can't you can't fake that. all right uh steve we are back to you sir um we haven't done toys yet is it toys and games yeah we have not done toys and games yet okay let's try that it's the 2000s modern warfare and black ops are entries in what first person shooter video game series that first released in 2003 that would be the call of duty franchise (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. I had no idea that question was in there. You kind of forgot about that, and I—I I think you're safe. I, I played a fair amount of COD, but okay. more more Modern Warfare Two. I haven't really. I am a terrible uh, first-person shooter player. I'm a terrible third-person shooter player, also, but uh, slightly better. So I play more. Unfortunately, I was glad you didn't say modern video games. I play more Fortnite yeah. than anything. And I know um, that would have got I, like I, I would have lied. I would have said that, but. <laughs> Now that we're past there, I can admit it. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Liam, what would you like? We still have news and politics, fashion, slang, and literature. Oh. Well, then, because I didn't like the other three, let's go with literature. <laughs> okay. That one's also the 2000s. Yeah. Published in 2002. 
Prey is the 13th novel by what author? Similar to themes in his previous novels, it serves as a cautionary tale about developments in science and technology, in particular nanotechnology, genetic engineering, and artificial intelligence. The only name that is coming is Connolly. So I'm going to go with Connolly. Connolly is incorrect. Steve, can you steal? Um, so I don't know. If I knew who wrote the Andromeda Strain, I would say that. But I don't think the author of Andromeda Strain is a, is a good enough answer. So barring me knowing that person's name, I will say Grisham. John Grisham is incorrect and you are correct it is the the same author as the andromeda strain and he also wrote another thing about genetic engineering you might have heard of called jurassic park oh that's michael Michael Crichton. that's who i've had in my head because okay yeah but i'm glad i was right even though i was wrong you know what i mean (laughs) you're wrong yep but that doesn't get you any points here that's fine i I skipped him because i didn't realize he'd written 13 books he died like young, right? Michael Crichton? Or just alive? I thought he was no. still alive. Oh no, he died. No, yeah, yeah, he died a while ago. Oh yeah, well, that's how much I know. Yeah, something oh, I forgot untoward happened, but he wasn't of dying age, as it were. Gotcha. No, yep, yeah, he was uh, like fifty something. Yep, yeah. he died in two thousand and eight. Okay, well there we go. All right, Steve, uh, no points awarded. Steve, we are back to you. You, you know, I'm, I'm pretty hip. With yeah, the kids, oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go with slang. I'm with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your decade is the '70s. In the '70s, CB slang was king. If a trucker said there was an alligator in the road, it referred to what common car part being on the road? All right. So, alligator. I mean, what kind of car parts far fall off cars? Right. So it's not gonna be like. You know the engine. Um, an alligator has like spikes, so I would think that a blown-out tire might look like that. So we'll go like a tire. A tire, and typically a blown-out tire is correct. Sweet. Yep. Yep. The ridges nice of the tire, exactly. Good job. All right, Liam, you get to pick between news and politics or fashion. Oh, that's a no-brainer. I'm going to go with news and politics. <laughs> okay. Your decade is the 90s. Oh, well, All right. Liam pulling all the 90s questions today. What synthetic chemical element with atomic number 112 was first created in 1996? Its known isotopes are extremely radioactive, and it was named after a Polish astronomer born in 1473. Oh. Good luck, Steve. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, so is that a pass? Just want to yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. I think the astronomer could, could be Copernicus. There's a science building at my college called Copernicus. So modeling that into a name, we'll go Copernicum. Copernicum is correct. Wow. <laughs> okay. You know, I never even took chemistry in high school because I was such a bad high school student that I never even took that course. So that was really yeah. lucky. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. 
Chemistry was my only C that I ever got throughout my uh, school which is, years. Which is carbon. So I hate it. <laughs> you, need, you need that to live. So. <laughs> True. I, I told the teacher I hated chemistry and I did not like his class, and that probably didn't help. Uh, all right. That means Steve getting the steal, and we're going to end things with fashion for you. Let's do it. And it's the 70s. Wow. Okay. What Belgian fashion designer initially rose to prominence when she married a German royal family? In 1974, she introduced the knitted jersey wrap dress, which became an iconic piece in women's fashion. Um, uh, Coke, uh, no, not here. Uh, just give it to me one more time so I can do it. Good can you say that like Freddie Prince, though? I feel like he had, give it to me one more time. Sorry. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> What Belgian fashion designer initially rose to prominence when she married into a German royal family? In 1974, she introduced the knitted jersey wrap dress, which became an iconic piece in women's fashion. I don't have a good guess. I don't, I don't know. I know it's not Kate Spade. I don't, I'm wrong. I don't care. <laughs> Kate Spade is wrong, and no one cares. <laughs> All right, Liam, uh, do you know the answer? Uh Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses? Vera Wang, which I also know is wrong. Hey, we both we both said fashion names though. You just, yeah. Those are both fashion names. Yes, uh, Wang is not really a German last name. If that's was Vong. Vong could be Vong. Vong. Uh, this one is definitely a little bit more German sounding. It's Diane. 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 Diane von Furstenberg. Yeah. Okay. Diane, Diane von Furstenberg. I'm so. glad I never heard of that. That means I didn't okay. forget it. I just never learned it. <laughs> All right. That is the end of round one. John, how are things looking? All right. Well, Steve's got a little bit of a lead. He has 60 and Liam has 20. Yep. Eek. Absolutely. A bit of a lead, but anything can happen in round two. And Liam, as you went first in round one, that means, Steve, you get to pick for Liam to go first in round two. Well... Seeing as we both know so much about our styles, I'm going to give Liam some fashion. Yeah, the back-to-back fashion. (laughs) And we have our first 60s question. No, Joey. Who was considered the father of modernist hairstyling? In the 60s, he popularized the bob cut. He eventually became a household name with his salons and hair care products. Is that... uh... Vidal Sassoon. Vidal Sassoon is correct. Good oh. job. Thank you. Good job. I would have said Paul Mitchell. I've been wrong. Yeah. He knows him some fashion. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Liam, you know some of it. Uh, just not the German fashion people. All <laughs> right. Uh, Liam, what uh, category do you want to give to Steve? I'm going to give Steve slang. Okay. And we have our first 80s question. Okay. 1982's Rocky Three was the first instance Mr. T uttered what forward phrase that would eventually define his career. I mean, that's got to be "I pity the fool." Oh, I I uh, pity the fool. Was I pity the fool? I don't know. But I threw the. Uh, I, pity I pity the fool is okay. correct. Yeah, you're you're good enough. Yes. <laughs> All right, good. And eighties kids everywhere had to emulate him. Oh, Rocky Three. Oh, Rocky Four had the if you can change. I can change. change. We'll change. change. Yes. And yeah, if he dies, he dies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right, Steve, what uh, what do you want to give to Liam? Uh, he claimed to not like movies in the first rip, so I'm going to give him movies. Okay. Yeah, it's the 2000s. Starring Amanda Bynes, in what 2006 comedy does our female protagonist disguise herself as her brother, attend his boarding school, and fall for the star soccer player? And we learn a few things along the way. Again, another movie I don't think I've ever seen. Although I do remember the scene on the soccer field. Um, is that She's the Man? She's the Man is correct. Nice. Right. So far, you're two for two on the ones I gave you. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a comeback. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need Florida. Steve to miss a couple. Uh, yeah. What category do you want to give him so he can start missing? I'm gonna give him news and politics. Okay. And it's another '70s question. Well, okay. What organized crime figure was assassinated on April 7th, 1972, while celebrating his 43rd birthday in Little Italy, New York City? The 70s. I mean, there's only so many mobsters, so he would have... Uh, 42. That means he only had a not a long career. I just know the joke about they can't find this guy's body, so I'm going to say Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa is incorrect. Liam, can you steal? Perhaps if you could repeat the question for me. I can. Thank you. What organized crime figure was assassinated on April 7th, 1972, while celebrating his 43rd birthday in Little Italy, New York City? I don't think this is correct, because I think he died a lot older. Um, the only one that's coming is Whitey... Was it Whitey Bulger or Bulger? Whitey Bulger? Is incorrect. Yeah. I know this guy. Actually, I, I almost called him Joey uh, because there is a baseball player with the same name. But he, this guy is Joe Gallo. Joe Gallo. Okay. Heard of him. Yeah. Nope. That was never coming. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, where are we? Are you picking for Steve? Uh, no, no, no. That's what just. No, I think I that's, what just that's what just happened. Steve, you're picking for Liam. And, and he's getting litter, litter at you. Litter at ya, coming at ya. He gets the 90s. Wow, a lot of 90s. Irish-American author Frank McCourt penned what memoir with various anecdotes and stories of his childhood? It won the 1997 Pulitzer Prize for biography or autobiography. That was, I believe, Angela's Ashes. Angela's Ashes is correct. Three for three. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, and the last one was missed. Uh, Liam, what do you want to give to Steve? I'm going to hopefully get a 50s or 60s for him in sports. It's the 80s. Okay. What player was drafted 27th overall to the Detroit Pistons in 1986? His colorful personality and flamboyant style would later lead him to his nickname, The Worm. Yeah, I got it from the thing, but that is that is Dennis Rodman. It is Dennis Rodman. He won two with the Pistons, right? Yeah. He and then, and yeah, then three with the Bulls, so, so he's, so he's yeah. a five-timer. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's And one of the best defense defensive yeah. players of all time. He's legit. Yep. 
All right. Uh, Steve, what do you want to give? All right. We're, we're getting to the categories I want. So by process of elimination, I'm going to give Liam music. Okay. Music. Yeah. And it is the 80s. Oh, yay. All right. <clears throat> I have not sung in a long time, and this makes me oh. so happy because we are taking a trip to the throwback lounge, everybody. This is good. Let me uh, <clears throat> get ready. So I am going to lounge sing a song, and you need to name the group who performed this 1982 number seven hit with the following lyrics. Father wears his Sunday best. Mother's tired. She needs a rest. The kids are playing up downstairs. Sister's sighing in her sleep. Brother's got a date to keep. He can't hang around. Hey. Wow. I love 80s music because I was a kid of the 80s. And I don't think they were still around by then, but I'm just going to go with Blondie. Blondie is incorrect. Steve, can you steal? Uh, do I get a, a, any uh, uh, encores in this lounge, or is it a one-time y- only? You can ask to have it sung again. I will not read it, but I will sing it. Give it to me one more time. <laughs> All right. Father wears his Sunday best. Mother's tired. She needs a rest. The kids are playing up downstairs. Sister sighing in her sleep. Brother's got a date to keep. He can't hang around. Hey. All right. Father wears his Sunday best. Mother's kids are kids are playing in the street. You said 90s, I would say offspring, but it's not. It's not that. Um, so what's an offspringy type band from the eighties? Brother's got a date to keep, he can't hang around. Brother's got a date to keep. Uh let's go with uh, Motley Crew. Motley Crew is incorrect. John, you were also a child of the eighties. You know this one? It took me a while to get there, but I I finally got there because the first line was gnawing at me for the longest time. I believe this is our house mm. in the middle of our street, uh, which is by Madness. Yep, that is correct. It is by Madness. You could have so. sang the actual song, and I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> <laughs> that's I tried to do the first because I figured it's a you know that kind of like a, almost like a one hit wonder. So mm-hmm. that's why I tried to sing lyrics that I think people would have gotten. So all right, uh, no points awarded. Uh, and now Liam, you are picking for Steve, who gets either TV. Toys and games or food? Well, Adam, if you would serenade us again, I would <laughs> love to choose toys and games. Oh, toys and games. We're just a bunch of crazy toys and games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toys and games. There we go. From the fifties. Hey, from the fifties. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of fifties toys questions. I've had all my later ones have been like sitting there for a while. Alright, anyway, that's just me complaining. Fifties toys and games. Only available from 1950 to 1951. What three-word do-it-yourself kit had everything a budding nuclear engineer could want, including radioactive uranium ore? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that was real. (laughs) Three-word, huh? Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of the best hint I could give you. For some (laughs) reason, for some reason, I was going to say, so if you ran out of, that means you have to make a lot of 50s ones. So you either went very generic or very obscure. So it looks like you went to the obscure route. Um, (laughs) 
I'm going to go with build a bomb. <laughs> build a bomb <laughs> is incorrect, but awesome. Liam, can you steal? Well, Steve took my answer. Yeah, all right. <laughs> You're allowed to crib in this game? Go ahead and crib it. It's fine. <laughs> Three words, nuclear, bad parental choices. <laughs> bad parental choices, as accurate as that is, is incorrect. Now, this was a tough one again, yeah, because it, it only lasted for one year. And yes, it had a radioactive granny more in a small little uh, container that was in there. Um, it was called Atomic Energy Lab. Atomic Energy Lab. I think so. we could have gone back and forth 40 times yeah. and, and yep. made zero right answers, but a bunch of great band names. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Like Goodbye House Garage, right? <laughs> I love that. All right, Steve, you get to pick for Liam or kind of pick what you want to keep for yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's more I'm leaning to. I want to take a bite of the apple, so I'll give him TV. Okay. Cool. It's the 2000s. Woo-hoo. Okay. What controversial reality show first aired in 2009 on TLC? The show follows the personal lives of families of contestants in a child beauty pageant. Oh, God. I know. I think this was the name of a spinoff and not the original, but Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Here Comes Honey Boo Boo is incorrect. Steve, can you steal? Okay. I want to preface this by saying I've never seen this show because that creeps me out in a mega way. I believe the focus was more on the maternal figures and I think it I think it was called Pageant Moms. Pageant Moms is incorrect. Ah. Uh, Liam did have it right. I believe uh Honey Boo Boo did spin off after this show uh, and it was called Toddlers and Tiaras. Yeah. Oh good. I'm so glad I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a creep fest, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. And that means we are going to leave some food for Steve. Yep. And it'll be food from the 80s. Wow. Okay. I hope it was refrigerated. <laughs> In 1989, what was named as the colorful official state crustacean for the state of Maryland? I mean, it can't be. Can't be the, the blue. It can't be the blue lobster. Oh wait, hold on, wait. Maryland. Oh, they're crabs. That's right. That's right. I lived in Maryland for two years. I should know this. Um, shoot. Is it just? I feel like I'm missing a word. I feel like it's not just. Oh, it's yeah. It's blue shell crab. Final answer. <laughs> the blue crab is correct. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. All right. That is the end of round two. John, how many points does everybody have? Uh, all right. Well, uh, both players got uh, a good number of points. Steve is in the lead, but not enough to double up Liam. So Ooh. Liam still has a chance. Steve has 90 mm-hmm. and Liam has 50. Yep. Yep. That's all right. It can happen. We have seen this kind of come back in the final round before. And Steve, as you are in the lead, you get to pick first. What category is going to be the first one in our final round? I will choose sports. Okay. And it will be the 60s. And Liam, what category do you want to join? So, Steve, I actually, apparently I tricked you. Um, 
because movies is actually one of my favorite categories. So I'm going to go with movies. Oh, cool. <laughs> and that is also the 60s. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Confidence uh, abound by Liam over there. <laughs> I just have a, I have a question. What, how are tiebreakers handled on this uh, it, Closest to the pin. I've got a question that is... Oh hell yeah! Basically, like um, a number, and you get whoever's yeah, closest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my answer's locked in. Then. Okay, or my wager. My answer's not locked in. <laughs> so I don't know the question. All right, Liam. Mine. When you you're in, you're good. Yep. All right, here we go. In our '60s uh, sports and '60s movies, our sports question. On September 12th, 1967, the Louisiana Restaurant Association gifted a six-month-old 75-pound St. Bernard to the New Orleans Saints to act as their official mascot. Named after the official state cuisine, what is the name of this mascot? And our 60s movies question. A law professor once said, no real-life lawyer has done more for the self-image and public perception of the legal profession, describing what fictional single father and lawyer who appeared in a 1962 movie. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I want everybody out there to go check out Return Revenge Resurrection. If you like horror, if you like scary things that go bump in the night, then you absolutely need to go check out Return Revenge Resurrection on the BFOP Network. Do either of you need a question reread? I like the second one reread. The second one? Okay. A law professor once said, no real life lawyer has done more for the self-image and public perception of the legal profession, describing what fictional single father and lawyer who appeared in a 1962 movie. Uh, I'm locked. Okay. With a really good band name, by the way. Liam, do you need any question reread, or are you good to go? Uh, just to give me some more time, the yeah. uh, first one? Time. You want to reread the first question? Yep. Okay. On September 12, 1967, the Louisiana Restaurant Association gifted a six-month-old 75-pound St. Bernard to the New Orleans Saints to act as their official mascot. Named after the official state cuisine, what is the name of this mascot? Okay, I think I'm... I'm gonna get as best as i'm gonna get so I'm oh good. no <laughs> <laughs> all right liam as you are behind what were your answers to our 60s sports and our 60s movies questions i believe the 60s movie i was struggling with the last name but i think it's atticus finch from to kill a mockingbird and I love me by my beignets, but I think I'm going to go with gumbo. Okay. Yeah. And Steve, what were your answers? Liam, we are ride or die because I put down gumbo Atticus Finch, which, like I said, would be an amazing band name. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the official state cuisine and the former mascot of the uh, New Orleans Saints is Gumbo. Wow. Named Gumbo. Gumbo. And the and the uh, fictional lawyer who has done more for the the uh, law profession uh, and public image of it is Atticus Finch. So you both are getting correct. You both got correct answers and you're both going up whatever you bid. So Liam, first, what did you get? 
What did I get? I wagered everything. Yes. <laughs> All right. And Steve, what did you wager? By the way, I want to point out Creole Perry Mason was also a really good band name. <laughs> yes, Creole Perry Mason is another is a great one. I went from eleven to ten because I wanted to do a tie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm a, uh, we yeah. haven't had a tie in a while. John, do the math and let us know what the tie is. Before I do this, I want to take issue with your question. The word cuisine is the wrong word to use here because cuisine refers to a whole genre of food. So she said meal. You should have said Which dish. Which is why I put Creole first. Yes, yeah. you should have said uh, dish so instead. But it doesn't matter because they both got it correct. So yeah. Uh, yeah. we got a 100-100 tie. Before everyone jumps on the John train right there about cuisine versus dish, uh, I do want to call out, as I was editing this episode, I wanted to double check things. And yes, John is correct. The definition of cuisine is a style or method of cooking, especially as characteristic of a particular country, region, or establishment. But you can blame the Louisiana State Legislature for passing in 2004 as the official state cuisine. It says this on their official government website that gumbo shall be the official state cuisine. So they use the word wrong, which means I used it that way. Uh, Just getting defensive. That's all. And now back to our game. One hundo to one hundo. And we are going to have to go to a tiebreaker question. So uh, the way this works is I'm going to ask a question and you guys have to... Get closer to the pin. All right. And let me get up my calculator because I'm sure. Just make sure there's not like a prize, right? I didn't just boof away like a <laughs> cash money, did I? You have the re- you what have kind of podcast respect. do you think this is, sir? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the respect of the Spees brothers is all you'll get. Okay, good. Well, that's all I need. That's okay. That's all I need. All right. So you guys can either write down your answers or we'll just have you tell it to us, I guess. Whatever. All right. So our tiebreaker question. The soap opera Guiding Light ran from June 30th, 1952 to September 18th, 2009. It has more episodes than any other U.S. program in television history. How many total episodes were produced of Guiding Light or for Guiding Light? Did you say that? Can you give me the dates again? Mm -hmm. It ran from June 30th, 1952 to September 18th, 2009. I'm going to say 8,475. It's not Price is Right. It's not close without going over. No, it's not close without going over. It's just the closest. Then I will just say 14,000. 14,000. Okay. Guiding Light had a total of 15,762 episodes. So... With that uh, closest to the pin win, Steve Marinelli is the winner of today. Good job to both Sweet. of you. Good job, Steve. So Congratulations, Steve. Thank you. Great. 15,000 episodes? 15,000 episodes. Yep. Imagine being a writer on that thing. Just like, I don't know, man. Just, just. Pull, yeah, pull one back from the 50s or 60s. Screw it. Just re- <laughs> redo it. So, Yeah, well done. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Um, Steve, as you won, we'll let you talk last, but, uh, Liam, you put up a valiant fight. Uh, Anything you want to say, any of your last words? I said this on another podcast and I, it is my go-to mental health as a therapist. I cannot stress it enough. Talk to people. If you're struggling with something, talk to a therapist. And if friends 
or family are not reaching out to you, that does not mean everything is fine and dandy in their life. So reach out to them. And on the other subject of health, physical health, uh, earlier this year, I spent three days in the hospital, nearly died because I was not taking care of myself. So if you have a illness, a disease, keep on top of it, go to the doctors, be safe. Some good advice from Liam Huntley. He's putting it bluntly. Uh, and now, Steve, anything you want to add or say to finish us off? Uh, not much to add. I'll just say uh, try to be a good person. And thank you to both the Spies brothers for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right, good. I'm glad you guys had a good time and hope every, everyone out there had a good time listening. So for Steve, for Liam and John, I'm Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Do you like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.